Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> We're here in our morning devotional, and we're continuing our study of the Gospel of John, and we are wrapping it up. We're, we're already in chapter 18. We've only got a few chapters left. And, um, you know, we, we've just finished the, the, the major discourse through the middle of John, which uh, is really in a lot of ways the meat of it all. Um, then, of course, we come to the, the focal point of the cross, and that's that we're coming up to now. Um, this, this chapter 18, which we're going to do today, is basically how do we get from one to the other. And But there's a lot of important things here, too, as well. Um, I think particularly with us and, and what Peter goes through, what John goes through, um, we have to keep in mind that, that, you know, they had been with Jesus for three years. And, you know, if you've ever been on a road trip, you, you, you tend to get close to the people you go on the road trip with, right? Um, there's something about just traveling together and seeing each other morning, noon, and night, and and being together. And imagine this was a basically a three-year road trip where they had been together for three years. Um, they'd seen so much. They'd experienced so much. And, you know, we don't know the age of the apostles, but they were probably younger. Um, they, they, were, they were young. Some weren't married yet. Um, some were. And, and so they're, they're, they're younger guys, and they're being trained by Jesus, who, you know, for them, excuse me, was older, but he's only 30 years old. I mean, that's not very old. Um, i tell you what, the, the older I get, the younger 30 seems. 30 seems really young to me now. Um, but uh, uh, so, so Jesus um, finishes his prayer, and chapter 17 was, was really all about the prayer. And, and how he prayed for the unity, for the oneness, for the, the, the connection uh, that as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one, so would uh, God's people be one, and particularly one with him, and one with Jesus. And that's, again, incredibly important. It has lots and lots of implications uh, for life and how we live and how we treat each other in particular. Um but uh, then chapter 18, everything changes, okay? So we'll start there. Um, let's, let's go ahead and start with a prayer. Father God, please uh, bless our time to study your word. Uh, this, is, this is really the, the, the deepest parts of, of the gospel that we're studying. Help us, God, to get whatever we can, whatever we should, whatever we need to get out of our reading, Father. I know that each of us is in a different place as we listen. I pray that we'll hear you speak to us, God. Please bless our study. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so chapter 18, we jump right on it. It says, when he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went to and the Kidron Valley lies right below Jerusalem. Jerusalem is up on a hill. Kidron Valley's down below. The other side there there's a, there's a garden. I've been I've been through the Kidron Valley and and I've been in the garden. It's an ancient garden. It's a, you know it's, it's a grove of olive trees. Um they're they're old. Some of these trees are 2000 years old. So literally the trees I saw are some of the trees that Jesus was was standing in and and walking by. Um but it's still there, still the same thing. Uh, so it says, uh, now Judas, Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place 
because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So the, the language indicates that this is, this is a place where they commonly hung out. This is, if you wanted to find Jesus, a good chance that he was at, the, at this garden in this location. So Judas came to the garden guiding a detachment of soldiers with some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. So here comes J- Judas. You know, the apostles are there. We know from the other gospels, Jesus was praying. The apostles were falling asleep. Um, the, 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 the interesting thing, you know, I've said many times how each of, the, each of the gospels is like a window from a different wall. So you get a different view of the exact same event. And clearly this one, this one has a few unique things in that it's not so focused on what happens in the garden. It's much more focused on what happens with Pilate in that part of the trial. It kind of zips through the earlier part of the evening. Um, but there, again, there's some important things here. So Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen, and went out and asked, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, he said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with him. When Jesus said, I am he, he drew, they drew back and fell to the ground. There's, there's, there's something about Jesus that this periodically happens. He'll say something and people will fall down. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, what is that? I, I don't know. Somehow he says, I am he and people fall down. You know, it's like a Jedi trick or something, you know, it's just, it's, I love it because it's, it's, it's some, I don't know if it's the way he said it, that all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, this is the Messiah and we're the bad guys in this story, you know, or, or what, but, but this happened periodically or he'd walk through a crowd and nobody would notice, you know, nobody would see him. Um, I, I love that because they're like glimpses, just little glimpses. It's almost like a little tear in reality and you get to see the other side, the other side where, where the heavenly realms are. You know, you get to see an effect of the heavenly realms. There's a little ding and boom, everybody falls down. It's like, what, whoa, whoa, what happened? You know, well, we all suddenly got a glimpse of who he is because he said, I am he, ego me. you know, uh, he said it. I am. He said the I am again. Um, And um, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. And Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had, had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. You know, there are multiple times through the Gospel of John where where John is tying events into prophecies. And that that's actually really good for us. It's really helpful. Uh, not only prophecies from the Old Testament, but even prophecies of things that Jesus said that were going to happen, uh, like this one right here. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Um, I love the fact that that we even get the servant's name. You know, Peter reacts and he pulls out his sword and he, he cuts off. He, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he took a swing at the soldier and the soldier ducked or drew back or dodged it, but it caught his ear. 
and and cut off his ear. And um, there's lots of questions there. One, why is Peter carrying a sword? You know, I mean, why? I thought we we're supposed to be nonviolent. You know, why is he carrying a sword? And what makes him think it's okay to suddenly attack a soldier? You know, I mean, that's just almost in no situation is that okay? And um, and I love the fact that this uh, there there's this there's one way a story is told when it's been handed down, handed down, handed down. There's another way a story is told when it's the person who was there. When it's the person who was there, they tend to throw in little details. You know, oh, it was a big couch or, oh, it was a really warm fire burning that night or whatever. Details like, oh, his name was Malchus. You know, it's like, this isn't just something that got handed down, handed down, handed down. John was there. He he knew he knew, he knew the guy. He, he knew the guy. And in fact, we're going to run into Malchus's relatives in a little bit. So, so it's one of those, those details that just tells you that, man, this, this guy's, John really was a witness. He really was there. This isn't something he heard about. This is something he was there. He saw it happen for himself. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus and they bound him. You know, I just heard a recent, uh, recently I heard a communion done really well. Uh, uh, it was a great communion. It was by Eric Nelson. And he talked, he tied in the cup of bitterness that, uh, gosh, I can't remember. Was it Ezekiel? I can't remember who talks about it, but I'll look it up and I'll share it with you later. But but um, the cup of bitterness, the cup of, of, of uh, suffering, and this is the cup that Jesus is referring to. The, the cup that he must drink from. Um, and then there's another cup that's, that's in Jewish tradition, the cup that is used in marriage where, where, uh, where the, 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 the groom offers a cup to the bride or to the betrothed, really, because they're not at the wedding ceremony yet, the, to the betrothed. And if she drinks the cup, then they are in a covenant together. And they're entering a covenant to to be committed to one another, and and Jesus offers the cup, of course, at the Lord's Supper, and he begins in his discourse with wedding language that I, you know, I'm building a room for you, and I'll come back and I will take you to be with me in the cup. So there's all these little ties to the past, to the relationship he's building, but also to the cup of of bitterness that um, he will drink from. Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus and they bound him and brought him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Um, You know, it's an interesting thing. There's some interesting things that happen here. Annas is not the high priest, so why are they taking him to Annas? You know, that's 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 an interesting thing. He's he's the father-in-law of the high priest. The high priest is Caiaphas. Annas, Annas was the high priest. We know that. We know that from records. Uh, I believe it was like from 3 to 16, from the years 03 to, to 16, uh, I believe it was that he was the high priest. and But now he's a much older man. Um, and we and we just skip through this because John doesn't go into detail. Simon Peter, another disciple, 
and another disciple were following Jesus. Okay, interesting enough, who do they think the other disciple was? Uh, Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside the door. The other disciple who was known to the high priest came back and spoke to the servant girl on duty there and brought Peter in. Okay, we're talking about John. So John gets in because he's got connections, comes back out and gets Peter. You aren't one of these disciples too. One of this man's disciples too, are you? She asked. Okay, so the servant sees him and looks at Jesus, recognizes him, and asks, are you one of those disciples of Jesus? First denial. He says, I am not. I mean, that's really intense that that it was just a few hours earlier, Peter was saying, let's die with the Lord. I will die. I will never let you, let them take you. And here he is now denying Jesus, saying, I'm not one of those disciples. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. So Peter's there, and, and, you know, these guys, they're going through it. I mean, they're just, their whole world has just imploded. Jesus is arrested. Jesus is getting taken away. He's going to be crucified. If, if, If what Jesus just said is true, they're not going to, there's nothing they can do. And he's going to be beaten and scourged and crucified. And they're going to be witnesses to all this. And they're struggling with their faith, make no doubt. We know that because after he's crucified, they go back home instead of staying there. It says, when Jesus, excuse me, um, meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews came together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. Now, here's an interesting thing is that in a normal court case, um, the, 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 the Sanhedrin or the, the priests they would not question the person that's accused. They would question witnesses. Everybody was allowed to bring in witnesses and they would question the witnesses to figure out because there's just an assumption that the person is not going to tell you the truth or you don't know if they're going to tell you the truth. So, but here he's questioning Jesus personally. In my opinion, he's really curious about Jesus. He's really wondering. And, and, and Jesus says, you know, Question the people who saw me. I mean, basically, he's saying, do it the right way. Ask the witnesses. And when Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest, he demanded? If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. So Annas is like, I'm done with him, sending him to Caiaphas. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. So they asked him, you aren't one of his disciples too, are you? And he denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Okay, now one of Malchus's relatives 
sees Peter and he and, and he challenges him. Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, a rooster crowed, or crow. And, you know, three times. And it, it, it's, it's really, it's kind of heartbreaking when you think about it. I mean, Peter was so gung-ho. And now three times, he denies he even knows Jesus. Totally denies him. And get this, in verse 20, it says, Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the place of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning to avoid the and and to avoid the ceremonial uncleanliness, they did not enter the palace. Okay, so they take Jesus out, and we know from the other gospels that Jesus is coming out right when Peter is saying, "I'm telling you, I don't know the guy," and he makes eye contact with Jesus. I mean, can you imagine how intense that moment was? And Peter knew. I am totally blowing it. And and here's the thing as disciples, we've all done that. We've all blown it as disciples. We've all messed up. And and it's it's one of those moments where 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 I I mean I'm sure well the the old joke is that every time Peter saw a rooster he killed it cuz it would remind him in the morning of his denial of Jesus. The truth is that kept him humble probably the rest of his life. That he knew he was the one that washed out on Jesus. And sometimes we need to understand that when we blow it, all that is really is is the sign of our weakness. It's a sign of our need for God and how much we need Jesus. So we keep reading. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning and to avoid ceremonial and cleanliness, they did not enter the place, the palace, because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So they don't go in because if a Jew goes into a Gentile's house, he's unclean and he can't eat a meal with the family. Well, the meal, the Passover meal was about to be served. So much less so they would they would want to be unclean. Um, if I were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Excuse me, if... He were not a criminal, they replied. We would not have handed him over to you. Pilate asked, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate asked. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? My kingdom is not of this world, Jesus said. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and became and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth, reported, retorted Pilate. With this, he went out again to the Jews gathered there and said, I find no basis for charge against him. But if it is your custom for me to release to you one of your prisoners at the time of Passover, do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. 
Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. So, you know, basically the, their condemnation is fulfilled. They, 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 they could have let Jesus off the hook. Pilate could have left Jesus off the hook. Didn't happen. Um, and, and they end up actually choosing Barabbas over Jesus. He was a popular figure. Um, crazy that after all the years of being together, all the apostles took off and hid, and nobody was with him through any of this. Uh, but unfortunately, that's human nature, and these are the things that we do, and we have to watch out for and repent of and continue to repent, else we continue to make stupid mistakes like this. And um, so we'll end there. That's the end of chapter 18. Um, and then next time we'll pick it up with chapter 19 in the cross. God bless you, and we'll see you at the next study. Thank you for joining us. I hope this has been educational and inspiring for you. If you'd like to know more, please join us by going to study.laicc.net and we'll be happy to contact you and help you in any way we can.